Hey guys, we got a couple of big weeks of golf coming up. We have the Memorial this week in Dublin, Ohio, and then we have the U.S. Open in three weeks coming up as well out at uh, Torrey Pines. So good stretch of golf coming up. Johnny Strouser joins me to preview the Memorial and give our thoughts on Kokrak, Spieth, the Bryson Brooks incident, and give you our thoughts and some picks for the Memorial this week. Here we go. Welcome to your best bets. We are going to go all in on this podcast tonight. Uh, Jason Kokrak wins uh, the. Uh, gosh, I can't. Even, I don't even know the name of it, but he won. He won a Colonial this past weekend. <laughs> Help me out. Charles Schwab Challenge. Cup. Charles Schwab Challenge. Oh yeah, no cups. Uh, yeah, uh, and and obviously Johnny Strauser is is with us tonight. Uh, Johnny, are you doubling down on this podcast tonight? <laughs> I I am putting my chips all in, and we're gonna we're gonna hopefully talk about some good stuff here, and maybe even make some decent golf picks while we're at it. Yeah, we'll see if we can uh, uh, maybe put out like a, a straight flush of a, of a of some golf picks for the memorial later on um but before we get to that let's talk about the charles schwab challenge uh, uh jason kokrak is is really good at golf uh turns out second win this year and it's kind of crazy you talk about a guy that didn't win in over 200 plus starts and now he's won twice uh, in the same season, twice in about, I guess, 10 or 12 starts. Uh, Kokrak was pretty impressive yesterday, didn't you think? Yeah, yeah, he was, uh, I mean, he stared down um, Jordan Spieth, played with him uh, both days on the weekend, and uh, anybody who watched that event uh, Saturday or Sunday saw how pro Spieth that uh, that crowd was. I mean, it, it was pretty wild. Um Anytime that uh, anytime that Jordan would would hit a decent shot, they would uh, it would definitely be in his favor. So it was kind of like in you know your your proverbial like away game type type thing. And he went in there, played good solid golf, and uh, you know he's always been a pretty decent putter. And you know usually the the uh, um, the tee to green numbers are have been a little bit lower throughout his career, but uh, figured it out and played some real solid golf and. Uh, yeah, like you said, he, he had gone years and years and years without winning, and then uh, wins two here in in uh, in this season. It was it was basically a two horse race for really the last thirty six holes. Uh, it, it, you know, we've we kind of had that at the PGA with Mickelson and Kepka a little bit. Of course, we had Oosthuizen on the outside, but. Uh, you know this tournament as well. Kokrak and Spieth really drew away from the field in the third round, and it was basically anyone's ball game going into the last round. And and I was really surprised that Kokrak was uh, on some books up to plus two twenty five going into the last round, um, considering his his TD Green game was was tops in the field. Um, and this is a guy that's always hit it long. He he really mashes it off the tee. Ball striking has never been a problem for him. He just he's been outside the top 100 in putting, basically every year in his career, even through last season. And now all of a sudden this season he's uh, seventh in strokes gained putting on the season, um, and now he's he's elevated his game to where he's nearly a top 20 player. Uh, this guy is he, he's he's got a lot of game. You know, I think his his game around the green's got a lot to be desired. But you know, everyone's got a weakness, and that's probably it. But I was I was texting you that I, I think he's got a pretty good fit for uh, whistling straights for the Ryder Cup. I think so. I mean, if he can, you know, as confident as as he looked over the ball uh, with his putting, I mean, he just he looked just really good over it. You know. It wasn't. It didn't feel like these putts were forced or anything like that. And I, I was impressed on on first of all just the optics of it on how he looked. Um, 
yeah, he, he could definitely be a dark horse candidate, and I think a pretty solid one for uh, for the U.S. Ryder Cup team. I mean, he's not going to carry that that uh, that fanfare because he's a little bit older than these these younger uh, you know these younger studs that are out there. But I mean, for a guy who you know seemingly would probably has this type of attitude, it seems like that would get a, get um, a get along with most of the other players. Um, you know, that would be something that would be uh, a huge plus. And you know, the golf game is is good too. Um, he typically hits just that big power cut, um, which sets up well for Colonial. And, it, you know, he doesn't really work it both ways, so I think that's kind of why he's had a little bit of, of struggle as far as, you know, consistently scoring on, on tour. But, you know, just all around-wise, it seems like he's very content with, uh, with his golf game. And, you know, even in his upper 30s there, as he's, you know, he's kind of past the – when these younger guys are, are hitting their prime, he's one of those guys that can uh, comfortably win there or, or be in contention. And I, I want to mention uh, also that, you know, he's got those two wins that are recent after so many, you know, st- starts there without a win. Yeah. These are the guys like, like, like Tony Finau and, and just these guys that we've talked about don't have that, that, that type of confidence when it comes down to, you know, closing it out and everything. Um, you know, they can play good for three, three and a half rounds, um, but they've always got that nine holes of golf or, or that 18, somewhere in there that where they can't uh, can't win a golf tournament. Jason Kovacs kind of figured that out, and he, like I said, how he could s- step up and look Spieth in the eye for those two days and and uh, play really, really well under the gun when uh, um, when he had the crowd against him was, was really kind of an interesting thought there on – you know, possibly being a selection on the Ryder Cup team later this year. I I would be mildly surprised if he was picked, unless he just continues playing great through the summer. Just because it's, as we know, it's a, so political, and it's you know, kind of that. Are you in? Are on the inside of of the group? Um, you know, the the like. Sort of mm-hmm. the the Speed Fowler JT group and those kind of guys. Um, like you said, he's older, never been a part of any of the teams in the past. Um, but I like I like his attitude. I like the way he plays. I, I you can tell by the way he uh, just his his swagger and the way he was walking on the back nine. Like he felt like he belonged and he kind of liked the challenge. I got the sense. Um, uh, so we'll see how it plays out, but uh, he's definitely a fit on on any course that requires length, and that's whistling straights. And um, you know, if he continues putting like that, I'd I'd like to take a guy that can make putts. Uh, you know, when when you need to make him in the Ryder Cup, um, Jordan Spieth uh, wasn't wasn't great yesterday at all. Um, uh, you know, but he continues to put himself in the mix, and you know, it was just. He, he was just off pretty much the whole day. He made a nice birdie on nine, but I don't think he made a birdie in the back nine, and he really went for it in the last hole. But uh, that's where he just – he basically had to cash out. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, went for the hero play but had to cash out. And uh, it's still impressive, though. I mean, base, basically since Phoenix, he's been the best player – or playing the best golf – I want to talk about who's the best player in the world after this, but um, eight top tens and 11 starts. Uh, five of those are top fives. Uh, so he continues to put himself in the mix. I, I don't, I, we, you and I kind of talked about his fit for Tory. I don't know if I love him, but he kind of figures out a way. And maybe that's the case, you know, in two weeks. But um, I don't know. Speed just, he, he, he's, he's there almost every week now. Yeah, I, I think he could I mean, whatever back is, you could you could say that. I mean he's not he's not totally like he was a few years ago when you know when he could kind of keep the ball in the fairway a little bit and he was making the putts, but like I didn't watch much of the first uh, two and a half rounds of the event there and, and saw you know, saw his scores and it kind of assumed he was he was keeping the ball and playing. You mentioned that uh, he was pretty bad at it. At uh, at hitting fairway, so I I looked into it a little more, especially on Saturday, and and he was kind of all over the place. So that is kind of concerning going forward. Of course, like colonial, colonial, you can get away with it, um, and most 
regular tour stops, you can kind of get get away with it, especially with how good that he putts. But Sunday, he just yeah, he just looked a little bit uncomfortable. Um, I think he kind of knew he had to, uh, maybe not force the issue, but I, I knew it just looked like the way he played. He he knew that uh, that that Kokrak wasn't gonna just lay down for him, so he would have to go out and shoot a number, and just you know from the start, um, just kind of struggled, uh, um, you know, get, get the ball down the fairway, hitting greens and. Spent a lot, a lot of holes just scrambling there, and he didn't putt elite like how he has to to uh, you know to dominate a golf tournament. But you know, week in and week out, seemingly when he plays, um, he he can contend every week, and he's got the game you know mostly back. And you know, at this point, it's just a matter of him finding a couple more fairways, um, and when he misses the fairways, just kind of keeping it a little bit more in play. But uh, you know. I'm not sure how this is going to translate uh, too much into into Mirfield Village and then eventually into Tory, but you know I, I don't have an issue from a betting aspect um, feeling comfortable betting him going forward. Um, with that being said, though, I did bet uh, because Kokrak still had plus odds um, Sunday morning when I woke up. I I, I did bet him because those those numbers were still pretty good on a one on one matchup there, but uh, um, you know. It, uh, it, I, I think we can co- comfortably f- feel good about how Jordan Spieth is going to play on, on a week in and week out basis. Yeah, I, he he did hit the ball great the first couple of days, um, and in fact, if you look at um, the last six months of stroke gained numbers, he's he's the leader, um, just total strokes gained. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you look at a smaller sample size, say the last month at Sam Burns, but um, if you go back four or five, six months at Spieth, um, I don't necessarily think he's the best player in the world, but you can argue he's playing the best golf in 2021. And really, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's that close um, from a consistency standpoint. Um, you know, there's a couple guys that we could talk about. Um, anything else with uh, Charles Schwab? Before we get into the next couple items, I don't really have much because I, I, I you know, those two guys are really, um, you know, they're really the main story. Um, you know, Charlie Hoffman continues to play great. Um, he's been super consistent for a while, um, but it was basically a two horse race. Um, it was like a, <laughs> it was like you know, Kokrak and Spieth were in, in in the movie Rounders, and it was just it was just those two guys hustling and. Uh, <laughs> That's, that's really what it came down to. Uh, any, anything else? <laughs> can, 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 can we... Okay, for, for the people listening here, you've made a whole bunch of poker references here. Can, can, can you kind of explain that a little bit here? Because it, it's getting quite ridiculous. I love it, but it's people are probably sitting here thinking, i got to turn this thing off, so... That was going to be my last one. I was going to end it with the, the Rounders reference. A great movie, by the way. Um, so, yeah, in 20, I guess before the restart last year, June 2020, uh, Kokrak had on his Instagram page, uh, you know, he, he is sponsored by, by MGM Resorts. And uh, so he, he commented last year in June of 2020 that it was my year, my time, my move. I've got pocket aces, pocket kings, and pocket queens. <laughs> and uh when uh, this podcast is released I'll, I'll i'll definitely be attaching the photo of, of mr kokrak uh it's kind of an intimidating picture of him like it, it, it is it is a picture it it's it's a, a picture. it's 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 the don't fuck with me sort of attitude and yes uh, that's kind of how he played though yesterday it, so yeah that's it, that's the, the that's the poker references throughout um yeah. that you know, ending with rounders. So anything else with uh, Charles Schwab for you? Well, I just wanted to, I mean, we, yeah, you talked about the top two guys. Um, we've always seemingly got to check in with some of these, these real good players here just to see how they're kind of playing. Um, Justin Thomas uh, struggled again on the greens. Um, he didn't hit the ball particularly great, but, um, you know, I just, yeah. I'm, I'm getting a little, I need to see something out of him before I'm going to feel comfortable um, you know, betting him at Tory Pines there. Um, that's one guy I just wanted to mention there. Um, yeah. Colin Morikawa, too. He's another guy that, uh, 
you know, he's going to be a major contender, you know, going forward there. He, he was, I thought he was going to easily contend in that top five there and just never really got it going. But, uh, you know, other than that, it was, you know, it was just basically a two man race. They kind of, you know, got out ahead of everybody. And there were some guys that kind of caught up within a few shots, but, uh, but yeah, ready to move on to actually to a, a pretty good golf event here coming up at uh, Memorial. Morikawa going back to RBC and then the PGA and then this week he is he's, he's hitting it ridiculous. His he's he gained seven shots on approach at Heritage, seven at the PGA, eight this last week. Um, so nothing's changed for Morikawa at all, and uh, he's he's just losing a lot putting and even a little bit around the green um he lost lost another shot this week to the field around the green another shot putting so it's all short game related but hitting the ball as well as he always has you know the past year and a half since he's been on tour spieth his tee degree numbers are still great and of course it helps like this week he gained seven shots with the putter that will always help you um two items before we get to the memorial one who who is the best player in the world right now? It's pretty pretty wide open. You know, I I saw and you may have saw the same one. I think it was Kyle Porter tweeted that, and it was like, who is the best player right now in the world? And I I sat long and hard, and I don't think I could come up with an answer. I mean, the the guys who you expect, you know, um, you know, Spieth, Rom. Bryson, Rory, JT, DJ, Brooks, you know, Xander. You look at all these guys and nobody is is overly, you know, overly impressive right now. And I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's almost by default. I mean, maybe McElroy because he he won on a tough golf course recently, but he hasn't done anything since then. I mean I just had the, I, he had the one start since then right it's just the pga oh it was just the P- you're right it was yeah. just the pga so yeah but but really but, was but your, yeah but your your point is well founded with rory i mean yeah he won at wells fargo but there's a lot of there's a lot of bad in there with 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 a good win obviously i mean a miscut at the the players the masters genesis um it's really a tough it's really if you had to take a snapshot right now it is hard to answer because obviously you can't say dj um you know you can't say jt because he's just been really off the map since since he won the players mm-hmm. that's why i mentioned earlier spieth has easily been playing the best you know are you just ready to say he's back to being the best player in the world i'm, I'm not yet but it, it's kind of crazy that six seven months ago in our 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 21 preview show we talked about will Spieth ever make it back well now we're having the conversation of is he the best player in the world yeah that's that's pretty crazy exactly i i don't know i mean i don't think anybody's really kind of taken that because you know normally when we get on these these podcasts we'll we'll see one of these guys that's on a heat or one of these really really good players and just dominates a an event we're like yep that's the guy here but you know you're not really you're not really seeing that. I mean, it looked like the way uh, Brooks played those first few rounds, despite the putting um, at uh, at Kiwa, that uh, you know you can say, well, maybe it's something like that. But you know, him in a regular tour event, he's he's probably not going to make the cut. So it's like, well, I don't I don't know. I mean, I think this is going to be a uh, this is going to be a pretty big week here because it's got a pretty good field in it, and then we're going to hopefully see a, a player or two. Um, you know, start playing better and, and emerge here because we've got the, the U.S. Open here in a few weeks. So, you know, it's one of these things that these guys have got to start peaking their game again, you know, post-Masters. And, you know, they should have been should have been some better play here at the PGA Championship. But it just the, the top guys who you feel comfortable with, they just haven't been there. And that's, uh, that's not only making it just kind of interesting for golf because, you know, we're just used to seeing one or two or three pl- of these top-tier talents playing but also betting i mean it's really hard to expect these guys at such uh odds that they are to to feel comfortable with them you know winning an event i was i was just looking through some of the numbers victor hovland has been playing incredible too since december i mean if you talk about six top five finishes a win 
uh, two runners up. Um, he's been playing great golf as well. I'm sure no one's ready to say Victor Hovland's the best player in the world, but I think he's right there with Spieth as far as some of the best golf over the past five, six months. He, and he is just so fun to watch because, I mean, he can make seven or eight birdies in, in a round, like, easy if he gets it going. And it's just, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's a definite guy who's going to be, you know, we're going to talk about him for the next 10, 15, 20 years, I'm sure. For sure. Now, this is old news already, um, going back a week. But we, I, I, I almost called an emergency pod last week for the Brooks Bryson. Yes. <laughs> that video that came out Monday after the PGA. I, I was very close, um, but I thought we could, we could hold off. And, uh, you know, <laughs> the whole thing is crazy. Um, how many, did it get a, a, over 10 million views in 24 hours? Something like that, yeah. It ended up getting taken down, so yeah, I think the yeah. the view count um, right. wasn't final tallied, but it was a ridiculous. I probably counted for about a million and a half of those, I think. <laughs> it, it was it, just it, so it, awesome. And, and it, you know, PJ Tour. I mean, like, why? You know, why? Why do that? I mean, just just appreciate the the, the, the attention you're getting. This is going to be good for the game. I mean, this this kind of thing is good for the game. Um, I guess let's retrace it back real quick for those that somehow don't know about it at this point, or even if they do, then, you know, they can hear our thoughts on it. Um, I mean, this goes back four, three or four years now with Brooks and Bryson. I guess it's, I know it started, I think in one of the playoff events three years ago with Brooks complained about Bryson's pace of play. Remember when Bryson's pace of play was a big deal? Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, a huge deal. And that was kind of his thing at the time. That, it, that feels like four or five different, like, different Bryson's ago, doesn't it? You know, yeah. now, now we're into the, you know, the bulked up, you know, you know, yeah. driving machine Bryson. So that, and, and, and Bryson's, didn't he, he'd go to, to, Brooks's caddy, um, and, and tell him that he needed to tell him that to his face, you know, sort of threatening him, but not directly. Right. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's where it started. And then I think the next year is when Bryson was on Twitch and, you know, he mentioned something about, that's when Brooks was doing the body issue and for ESPN magazine and Bryson mentioned that he didn't have a six pack. I mean, it's so stupid. And, um, you know, then, of course, Brooks won um, his last major, which was the 2019 PGA, and then he fired back that he was two wins short of a six-pack, something like that, um, to Bryson. (laughs) And so it's just been back and forth for a while. It's been a little quiet until this, um, you know, with – Todd Lewis, who, by the way, I I thought was like best supporting actor of the whole. No, that was fantastic. <laughs> best supporting actor of the whole interview. It was like him's, like just those that teethy smile he had was like yeah. just it was awesome. Um, by the way, so so Brooks looked super annoyed at the start of the interview, anyways, to be there talking to, to Todd Lewis. You know, so he he gets into his questioning, and you know that's where Bryson walks by. Brooks does the eye roll, mutters fucking Christ, and, you know, says he had to listen to that bullshit. Now, the whole controversy is what was Bryce, you know, and, and I know you said you thought you heard him or you you read somewhere that, that Bryson said something, I guess, negative about Brooks. So, yeah, so so what happened was is Todd Lewis started the interview. This is, this is right after Brooks – just lost a golf tournament, second place to Phil Mickelson, and putted just exceptionally poor. So no, no, wait, and, wait, wait, and, wait! No, 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 no! This was on Friday. This was Friday at the PGA. This was Friday. I thought this was Sunday. No, it was after the second round. I, I, I so it didn't get released until it didn't get released on Monday. But yeah, this was after round two, and I double checked. Oh, yeah. I double checked the uh, you know what Brooks was wearing that day. Okay. So okay. Well. I guess whatever it was, it was right after his interview there, and he had putted poorly, hit the ball really, really good. Because he played good on Thursday, played okay on Friday, but missed a ton of putts. And as Brooke, or as Bryson was walking by right when they started the interview, Todd Lewis asked him about his putting, and he said, uh, Bryson said right to Brooks, um, uh, 
well, why don't you start the putts online? And just that just kind of set Brooks off there and just with that epic eye roll and, and just set him off and, and, and everything. And uh, obviously he didn't react very, very well to the event that, or the, the, uh, the turn of events there. And uh, that eventually got released. Obviously it was Monday after the event, but just amazing. I mean, just perfect timing on that. And Bryson, you know, he's that nerdy, like awkward type of personality anyways, for him to do that and then kind of get into his head a little bit there and just say just something that petty and stupid. And it's just, it's so good because like these guys are, they're private jet, you know, young people, they're not going to fight or anything like that. It's just, it's so good that they, you know, that, that, that there's this feud here because it adds definitely some storylines and makes it quite a bit more interesting. And then all the attention that it got as far as, you know, on Twitter and, and even the non-golf circles that, uh, you know, we see those memes all the time now on Twitter and whatnot with uh, <laughs> the, the eye rolls. And just, it, it was just, it was so good. It, yeah. It's it, golf. Golf needs more of this stuff to uh, uh, appeal to, you know, just the common fan, uh, the common sports fan, not the hardcore golf fans like ourselves. I showed this to my wife and Monday night and she, she's never been happier. I mean, she loved it. She has to keep watching it. Um, she knows very little about either one, but she loves Brooks Kepka now. And, uh, she loves his pettiness and she says, I feel, I feel how he, he looked at, you know, certain instances when I'm around people, certain people. So it, you know, the whole thing was amazing. I, I yeah, I, I watched it countless times too. The next day, there was like a, a a musical version of it, you know, that someone edited that was brilliant, and I, that was amazing as well. Um, I I I don't know what to to make of it though, as far as you know, you know, we know Brooks to be probably the most mentally tough player since Tiger. Why are you that bothered by someone's, you know, just just their presence, you know, being close to you. I mean, that's that's a little surprising. Yeah. Um, and then I, I I read that a source said that um, uh, Brooks actually requested the clip from Golf Channel. Um, that's how it, that's how it initially got to him. And so I, the leak happened somewhere along the way. Um, but Brooks said he wanted to show his buddies, and <laughs> so he. You know the whole thing is 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 really interesting. And then you know I've read conspiracy theories about this being kind of planned between the two because of the uh, the PIP money um, from the PGA Tour. That one's that one's a little far fetched. Um, but you know if you're talking about the, the forty million between the you know the ten most I don't know for lack of a better term discussed about talked about players on tour. Um, yeah, I could see the I could see the synthesis, but you know, behind the the theory there. But I'm sure that's not the case. But you know, these are two of the guys that we're talking about that that have made a <laughs> made a head start here well, on the pit money for sure. Well, you know, I mean, the fact that they haven't actually that we've known confronted each other like about it, or their agents have confronted, you know, saying you know back off type of thing. I. I I think they kind of enjoy it, and maybe that is what it what it is to get a little bit of attention there. I mean, that, I don't know if it's if it would be directly related to to the, to the the pit money there, but I mean, you know, I don't think they totally hate it though because that right there. I mean, you're right. Brooks is pretty. Uh, you know, you can't phase that guy too much, and and Bryson seems to uh, seems to have gotten in his head there a little bit, and. I think because it's still kind of going on in a really, really petty fashion that uh, that th- there's got to be something that, that between both of them, whether they've discussed it or not discussed it, that they just both kind of just like it. You know, they just, that's just who they, who they are there. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it's fascinating though, because, you know, after that they released uh, was the match three. It's uh, with, with Bryson and, and Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady and uh, Aaron Rodgers. So then, what was it? Brooks sent a tweet apologizing to Aaron Rodgers that uh, he had to play with Bryson, and then they kind of went on back and forth. And 
Tom Brady started tweeting memes and he's he's phenomenal. I hope he does this all himself because he's one of the best He's one of the best on social media that I've 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 ever seen there. But but anyways, um, so I th- I think this is just it is kind of a build up, and they just it's one of these things that it's like it's it's not hurting anybody, so they're just kind of being you know they're just being just weird dudes about it, and I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's incredible. But you, if you have not seen it or or watched the clip, hopefully you can find it because it's just. It's so stupid. It's so good. I mean, his his just reaction to a, a, a meaningless combat like that is yeah. is incredible. Uh, also, Brady does he have like a meme guy down in Tampa now? Because I mean, is he or is he just that good now? To well, that's to what do- I'm saying. I, I don't know. Tom Brady is actually a really good follow on Twitter because he comes up with that stuff. And I, I'm sure he's got a PR team and that does, cause he used to do stuff on like Instagram and, and stuff like that. But he fired off a bunch of, uh, of those, um, uh, Brooks Kepka Bryson memes about stuff with the eye roll there. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm just hoping that's him and not somebody who he's paid to be creative like that because that stuff is just too good. And, I will never believe that it's anybody else but Tom Brady because he's he's pretty much the greatest, you know, of all time. So yeah, he's got to be that way on social media. Yeah, I, I I can't wait to see how this plays out. We know the PJ Tour; they're just cowards. They won't they won't pair these guys together um, in a first or second round pairing. It, it will have to happen, you know, by chance on the weekend or. Maybe the USGA can can restore well, some of their <laughs> dignity and give us the group that we need. Well, the USGA they do get creative with the pairings. They do occasionally slip in the purposeful pairings like that, and they've done it for a long, long time. So that would be good. Who would you have as the third to that? If you had anybody, yeah, that's yeah, that's a good question. Um, My mine is mine is Kevin Na. Oh no, because he's. <laughs> Slow and deliberate, so he's you know, so he would be just he just piss Brooks off, and he's <laughs> kind of in that fake condescending, weird mannerisms that only Bryson would would uh, you know is more weird, or maybe they're on the same level. I just think that would be just that would be the perfect threesome in the United States Open. I just I, I, I'm praying for it. Do it, USJ. It, it, yeah, it would be incredible. I, I I thought Mickelson would be a good piece there, but I, I don't know if they'd want to put him with Brooks just after you know after the PGA, right? Um, or maybe maybe a guy like that's that's neutral, like a like a Fowler, you know, that's going to be buddies with everyone. I, I don't I don't know. Oh well, well, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. My apologies. Rick, Rick's not going to be playing in the United States Open unless he does something crazy this weekend. Um, uh, so I, I take that back. But yeah, a, a personality like like Fowler's that's yeah, very you know neutral potentially. I, I, it doesn't matter. It, that's the thing. You you can you can put Robbie Shelton with them. I don't care. Um, I just, I just need it. I, I need to see what happens on the first tee if that pairing happens. You know, when they know. shake, when they shake hands, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, let's see it. Uh, all right. So we have the memorial this week. It's, uh, it's an elevated event. It's one of the, uh, you know, in in a category with Riviera and the Arnold Palmer. Uh, it's not not a major, but it's 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 a bigger. PJ Tour t- uh, tournament than than the average, uh, so to speak. So, um, I've I misplaced my stats on the golf course. We're gonna have to edit that out. Muirfield Village, uh, obviously in Dublin, Ohio, pretty close to us. I was gonna go to this last year before COVID. Um, that was a little disappointing, but. Um, I don't have the yardage, the, the specs, but I, I know we're talking about a ball strikers course. Um, and, and for me, for me, it's from what I know of it, it's a second shot golf course. You look at 
both of the tournaments there last year when it was the work day when you know they needed to fill a tournament and they had the work day there when it played much easier and then following that you know the the memorial the following week wasn't the following week following week, they had back-to-back yeah. weeks there yeah. yeah and then when rom won when it played much more difficult played more like a u.s open um so i want guys that are elite t to green um and i don't know if you see it the same way as me but uh good off the tee and uh, good iron play is what i'm looking for yeah this is a this is jack nicholas's baby he's he's from the columbus ohio area um and has done extensive renovations on this golf course uh this is out of all the golf courses that he's ever designed or had an association with this is his baby and i think it'll Obviously, it'll always be that way because I think they they were renovating the sixth hole or something like that while the tournament was still going on last year. So this one stretches out at 7,543 yards. Um, It has, uh, like typical Jack Nicklaus golf courses, it has wider fairways. Um, A lot of holes are for uh, left to right, so more for a right-handed hitter who hits a fade. And it is definitely a second-shot golf course. It's got deep bunkers. It's got... um, interesting green complexes um, where you really got to hit precise iron shots into the green to have uh, a lot of good birdie putts. Um, If if anybody here has played Sycamore Hills, uh, it's very similar to that type of layout. Sycamore Hills is more of a right to left for a a right-hander who hits a draw, but it is a second-shot golf course to where it's got the deep bunkers and the green tiers that uh, you've got to be able to hit um, hit a lot of really good iron shots. And that's how Jack Nicholas was as a player. He could bomb it, um, hit a fade, and he was always a, uh, the best iron player on tour during his day. So he built golf courses accordingly there. So um, you've, strokes gain off the tee, um, strokes gain approach, um, strokes gain tee to green are going to be the important ones there. Uh, it's Bentgrass and Poana is the greens because we are coming up to the Midwest, so we're going to get rid of those uh, those Bermuda greens that can get kind of challenging to putt on. Um, usually guys who don't putt as well can putt these greens a little bit better, uh, the Bent and, and Poana. And typically these greens are incredible. They're, they're real smooth. Um, they're real uh, true to, to how they, you know, how they show they break. Um, it'll be a little bit different this year because they did make some significant renovations. So I think Nicholas has um, changed up some of the holes just ever so slightly, but they were ripping up most of the greens. So it's going to be a little bit new for some of these guys, but uh, we really want to look for ball strikers here. And if you look at like uh, you know John Rahm last year, who who won, hit the ball amazingly well. Colin Morikawa, you know, one of the best ball strikers on tour, won the week before at the at the same course. So. Those are the guys that we're going to look for here is guys who hit the ball really, really well. Obviously, we need to make putts, but you know the the, the crooked hitters, the poor iron players, the, the poor short games aren't really going to succeed here. That's nice. That's a good breakdown. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. A lot of, a lot of par fours, 450 to 500 yards. Uh, some guys that are good with their mid-irons, even, even the long irons as well. Um, so everything you just said, I echo. Uh, let's look at the board here. Um, it's a really good field. It usually is here, of course. Um, John Rahm is a favorite, probably deservedly so, at a plus 1,100. Um, two guys that are kind of headed in opposite directions right now. Victor Hovland, I'm really surprised. He is plus 1,400, and JT going the wrong way at plus 1,400. Um, Patrick Cantlay, who's got an awesome, awesome course history here, past winter, at plus 1,600. Rory at plus 1,600. Morikawa, Xander, and Spieth at plus 1,600. And Bryson at 1,800. Those are the top names under 2,000. Um, Johnny, the, the name that jumps off the board to me is still Colin Morikawa. Um, I don't know. I don't know where he he sits for you here, but um, he, he's, you know, I felt like he righted the ship with the putter. Um, 
with with the the win at the concession in March, but that's maybe was more of a blip on the radar, uh, statistically at least. And we mentioned he's been leaking shots with the putter the last couple of events, but the ball striking is still there. Um, I just I just count on that the putting to flip at, at some point. So I, that's the first name that I see for me uh, of the top. I would I would agree with that, and I do like that. Um, and I don't mind him at the plus sixteen hundred. Um, this, the way the memorial is set up is usually they got the PGA Tour officials that that they do set the the golf course up. Well, Jack Nicholas takes a very very uh, close hand and eye in helping this uh, get the setup. So he's got kind of some control of the rough and and how the bunkers are raked. Uh, that, that's that's changed uh, in past years. So he wants to make this um, a true invitational. Um, an upper tier PGA Tour event, so he always makes the golf course really, really tough. I, I do like Morikawa here. He had um, was it Saturday, I believe, where he was especially bad with the putter. He wasn't ridiculously bad like every single day, so maybe there is some potential there. But there's not going to be. This isn't going to be a birdie fest where you know 22, 23 under par wins. So if he can kind of keep it in play hit fairways and hit greens, and, you know, he, he was pretty solid on that uh, at Colonial. I, I like him at that plus 1,600 number. Um, I'm kind of disappointed, though, Victor Hovland at plus 1,400. I um, I would like to bet him, but I don't think I could. I mean, I don't know if I feel comfortable with that field going, going in with him at plus 1,400. It just seems like that's a little, a, 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 you know, that's just a little low for me. Um and yeah. one other guy I want to mention here in that group, I know we, we bash Patrick Cantley lately. We do both love Patrick Cantley as yeah. just not recently here. He's got a lot of success here. I don't think I'm going to bet him to win, but you know, I could see him, uh, I could see him, uh, you know, sparking some good play with some good memories here because he's such a good ball striker. And this, this, uh, this fits, you know, fits his eye. The, the good news about Cantley, you know, we we mentioned before the PGA, yeah, the the, the PGA preview show that he was unbettable and uh, four straight miscuts, but he did find some footing there. He really did. He was in the yes. mix on Sunday. His uh, gained sh- nine shots to the green that week. He just lost three shots around the green and two shots putting. Um, but the the ball striking seemed to be back, and maybe he found something. Um, and you know, he, he, he's played this golf course well, and maybe he's, he's passed, you know, the, the, the downside of, of, you know, that, that slump that he was in. Um, I also love Hovland too, but I, I'm with you. I, I was really, really surprised that he was, you know, ahead of guys like Rory, Morikawa, Spieth, um, it makes me wonder if there's a, a lot of money that's coming on, on Hovland, at mm-hmm. least since the odds have been released. Um, uh, any any thought on, on Spieth here? Um, I mean, he's played the Memorial pretty well, never won. Um, I don't I don't mind him. Really, any week, any week that he plays, I'll, I'll if, until further notice, he's a guy that I'll say I don't mind if you bet him to win. Um, as long as he's at that like plus fourteen hundred or better, because it's got a little bit of the wider fairways, and obviously this golf course has got to fit his eye um, with his you know with his past success here. That uh, you know I could definitely see him contending. I'm not sure I'm going to make him one of my featured bets this week, but I don't mind him at all though. Um, really, in any event going forward, and and this one here, you know the rough's probably going to be pretty long. Uh, with the Midwest, we've got got really good uh, growing conditions, so I'm sure the rough's going to grow out quite, quite a bit. But I, I think uh, with the, how good the rest of his game is, is if he can just kind of ham and egg it off the tee there and get it in the fairway, um, you know, he, he could definitely contend come Sunday. Yep. Uh, anyone else up up at the top there? Rory Bryson. I, not. Anybody, I don't think I'm going to bet. Bryson's getting closer and closer to that number where it's like you got to bet, but still under plus two thousand. He's really not shown a whole lot here in the last several weeks, and you know it's just there's no no spark in that 
in, in his game yet. And I'm not, I'm, I mean, he's won here before. So, I mean, as a former champion, you know, he's got some, you know, got some good memories there, but yeah, you know, he's one of those guys that I kind of keep an eye on, but if he shoots a good round is, you know, his, his odds will drop pretty, pretty bad. Plus 2,000, uh, going to just under plus 4,000. Finau, Oost, Hazen, Connors, Fitzpatrick, Matsuyama, Joaquin Neiman, Pat Reed, and Scheffler in there. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I went down the Finau path a couple weeks ago down the PGA, and he played reasonable, but nothing, nothing in this group makes me feel like I'm, you know, I, I got to bet them at, at, at the number. I, I kind of like Joaquin Neiman. I kind of liked him more last week, to be honest. And, and he, you know, he basically shot 71 every, all four days. He, he shot even par. Uh, so any, any, anyone in this range for you, because for me, I, I don't, I don't really have a name that, that sticks out. And that usually I love this, this kind of number. Yeah, I can see what you say about Fino. And Fino putted so bad. I mean, he made Colin Morikawa look like, you know, peak Tiger putting. I mean, Fino was that. Fino was like, I wondered as bad as he putted as if his like his putter was broken, like you know, and it wasn't like straight or something like that. That's how bad he was. And oh, you're he right. admitted it. So, so hopefully, you know, obviously being a world class player, he you know something will figure out there. But still, though, you know, he played what well, really well last year at the event. Um, probably could have, would have, should have won it, and and didn't. I don't know if I'd bite on plus two thousand. The only guy that, that I've got some interest, although I don't know the odds are truly that fantastic, is Corey Connors. We've talked about him a lot. He is phenomenal ball striker, and you know, off the tee, on the green or to the green, not a good short game, but you know, I think he can make some noise. And you know, he's won once before. Um, you never know, but. I, I, I do like him, and uh, and he's about the only one that I really feel comfortable that I can place a win bet on that group up until about that plus four thousand number. I remember in the spring when when Connors was he contended at API, contended the Players, the Masters, even RBC, he gained strokes putting off all those tournaments. Actually, mm-hmm. a couple a couple each event. Now he's he's kind of reverting back to the. Regress to the mean, which is he's going to lose strokes putting. He's he's now lost uh, in four straight events, you know, despite gaining five or more shots on approach in all the events recently. So he's he's back to being a negative putter, and that's that's not a great sign because he's got to be at least a slightly positive putter for him to potentially win. Finau, you're right. Uh, man, he lost four shots putting last week at the Schwab. That was bad. He, he actually made an Instagram post on how bad his putting was hmm. on the weekend. That's how that's how awful it was. So, but I don't expect it to be that bad. But he hasn't really had that spark that we saw, you know, after the restart last year and into the fall. So, again, at plus two thousand, you're you know you're you're playing with fire if you're going to bet him to win. Unfortunately, until he actually gets it. I mean, we could just we could just. Um replay you saying that each week about Fino. <laughs> and you I know, know what? I hope I, I hope one day that I hope one day very soon, you know, like US Open or whatever, that he makes me makes me eat crow there because I like the guy. I like his game. I think he's a seemingly really, really good dude. And I think he deserves PGA tour wins and major championships. But I mean this is this is betting uh, a betting show here, so we can't you know, if we're playing with money here, we got to play with the numbers, not the, not the names. Yeah, I, I, I remember you saying essentially the same thing with, uh, you know, Scott and I a couple weeks ago when we yes. both we, we loved him for the P. Uh, you the both PGA. loved him, and I was like, I'm yeah. not putting my hard-earned money on. It's Tony it's, it's obviously the way to go. <laughs> it's obviously the way to go. Uh, plus four thousand and above. Billy Ho, Keegan, Grio. Uh, Charlie Hoffman, we mentioned him earlier. He's finished top twenty in seven of eight tournaments. That's that's it's uh, a hell of a run. Cam Smith, Kevin Streelman, uh, Burns, and Lowry. At f- all those guys are coming on uh, coming in under s- plus six thousand. 
Um, I I like Keegan. Um, I don't know if I I don't know if necessarily like him to win the tournament because it's Keegan, but he's been playing really good golf for quite a while, and he's from what I last saw, and I might have to check this as we're talking. Um, he's not in the U.S. Open, and I, he's just outside of the cutoff, and I think it I think it's either the top fifty or sixty. I want to say it's the top sixty. I think it's um, top sixty. Right, and he's close, and a good finish might be enough to get him in. And he's finished, um, you know, top ten, and a couple of the last, well, actually, top twenty in uh, looks like about six of the last eight events. So he's been playing good for a while. Um, even at the PGA, he he gained nine shots to the green. Um, so Keegan for a top ten for me. I, I will definitely have as one of my best bets at plus 335. Um, and then I'll just probably go back to the well with Charlie Hoffman at, at, at a top 20. Um, I have to look that up. But again, Hoff, it's at plus 163. Hoffman's just been uh, just been playing great. And uh, I don't know if I like any of these guys to win, though. I actually I, I completely agree with what you said. I don't, don't know if I like anybody in that group to win. I do like those two bets uh, with Keegan and Charlie, uh, not to win, but yeah, looking at top ten and top twenty, could definitely see those guys. Um, Kevin Stroman uh, played really well, really well this last week at Colonial. Uh, he's been playing pretty solid lately. Um, top what top five or top ten at, uh, at Kew Island? Yeah. Um, I again, I don't think he's going to win, just like you said with the, those other guys, but. You, know, you can get him at plus three fifty in a top ten, and he's probably going to be about one plus one seventy five or so in a top twenty. I don't see any reason that he wouldn't play well at this event. Um, he's a guy I'm going to target here for this week. Um, what about Sam Burns though? You think uh, you think he can still ride that uh, momentum there? I know he finished pretty well a few weeks ago, but it, you know, yeah. Well, it, I mean, the question is the health, right? Because of the PGA. oh, that's right. Yeah, the PGA, right. yeah, the PGA withdrawal. Um, yeah, but, I, I'm gonna. Be, I forgot about that because of that. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna stay away from Sam yeah. Burns just because I think that was a back injury, wasn't it? It, yeah, it was a back. I mean, and, and you just don't know how those yeah. those things react. Yeah, I mean, obviously, prior to that, you know, winning the Valspar and then his next start, runner up at, at the Nelson. So yeah, I, I would have loved Burns here, but it's just too much. Too much of the unknown. Yeah. Uh, Keegan is, he's 72nd in the world rankings. He's got to get in the top 60. Um, I mean, I don't know if top 10 would even be enough. It might, he might have to finish second or third. I don't know. I have to look at the numbers. Hoffman is at 58. So he also needs a good finish to, to, you know, keep that spot. Um, but there is, there is incentive there for Keegan to play well. Um, Six thousand and above. Uh, this is where I just start throwing some names out there that I think fit the golf course or, based on recent form, have a shot. Um, and, and the first name is the guy at plus six thousand, Gary Woodland. He's been he's been surfacing a lot lately. He is starting to show up a little bit more. It started with um, you know at, at the Wells Fargo uh, when Rory won. He had top five there, gained eight shots tee to green. At the PGA, he was in the mix for quite a while. He fell off on Sunday, but he made a ton of birdies that week. Um, he really struggled off the tee, which gives me some pause. But this last week, he he, he did gain off the tee. He gained an approach. Um, so Woodland is a guy that you know fits fits the profile of the golf course for sure. Um, he's just been a little bit erratic, uh, uh, you know, with with some big numbers lately. Um, Anybody, anybody for you in the plus six thousand, seven thousand range? Well, you know, let me let me just kind of tail off what you said about Woodland there. Like, I was surprised to see him after you know the, after the recent play that he was at plus six thousand. I I would have expected more around plus hmm. you know plus four thousand. I mean, P- Billy Horschel's plus four thousand. God, I, I just he he's still a guy that's that I saw that's plus four thousand. But I mean. You know, maybe Horschel's got a better chance at winning, but I I say they're you know they're pretty similar in the, true in that regard. So yeah. I mean, that's got some good value to it. I'm not I'm not asking asking anybody to bet their bankroll there, but I mean if you you know you could get plus four hundred in a top ten, 
you could throw a little bit on the on the win line there at plus six thousand. That, that's a pretty good payoff there. Um, guy that I'm not surprised, but it just it just shocks me every time we look at these odds is Sunjay M at plus sixty six hundred. Yeah, he's he totally deserves it. I mean, he's not playing well at all, but it's just a, a guy who last year was just so solid and so consistent. That, that he's kind of falling off like that is 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 pretty surprising. But um, guys, I like, um, and I don't even know if I, I I don't like him as a win bet. But we're gonna go off of last week's play as Brendan Todd. Um, he'll keep it in the fairway. He's a you know okay iron player, good putter. He doesn't totally fit the mold for um, Nearfield Village, but you know he he can when when he's playing well, he's kind of a good consistent top. 20 top 30 guy that uh, I think has got some value at least there. And um, the one that uh, the one that, that stands out is Mark Leishman at plus 8,000. I don't know. Uh, I didn't have time to look at his uh, course history here, but always a pretty good ball striker. Um, I, I think there is, you know, not, maybe not even a win, but, you know, if you look at top 10, top 20, I think there is some value there. Uh, two things. Billy Horschel, is he, is he think he's cool now with the beard? I mean, is is he going that route? Like, he looks like Matt Wolf to me, kind of. He um, he does that the the one picture that the PJ Tour posted of him or something like that. I was like, that's not that's not Billy Ho, but I I don't mind the beard. I think he's I think he's he's okay with it. He is unbettable at plus four thousand because he's been terrible since he won. I, I'm just oh the WGC. Yeah, I mean he's been really bad. I can't believe he's at plus four thousand. His numbers should be somewhere closer to plus six or seven thousand, yeah. I would think. Um, yeah, Sanjay, he has lost strokes on approach. Looks like seven of the last ten events. That's not Sanjay like at all. Um, none of these guys give me a lot of confidence. Cam Tringali shows up. Uh, all these events early on, um, but doesn't seem to sustain it. Um, uh, Doug Gim, I did I did talk about him last week on my, my solo podcast. He did play reasonably well, finished top 20, um, and he's exactly the same number this week as he was last week at plus 10,000. Um, top 20, top 30 bet on Doug Gim would be worthwhile. Good ball this, striker. Great. Yeah, just uh, really, really struggling with the putter this year. Um, plus 10,000 and above. Max Homa, I see there, but I don't know if some of the the momentum has worn off. He really he really struggled at the PGA. Um, I'd have to look at his numbers, but he was double digits over par. Patton Kazire has been playing really well. Um, I, I think a top 20 bet on Kazire would be yep. a – a reasonable bet. Um, anything for you, hundred to one and above. Any win bets, top twenties, top thirties. Um, yeah, I I, I want to bet Homa because he's you know he's a he's a good player, but yeah, he's been you know ever since he got that stretch of like where he played like ten weeks in a row or whatever it was, yeah. he he's kind of been nothing there. Now he's getting out of the Bermuda Greens. Um, Rotation there. He's going to this Poana bent grass, so maybe there's something there. But I don't have a lot of confidence in him, unless you want to find him in like a plus or top thirty, top forty. I just I, I would kind of stay away from him. Kazire though, after he how well he played on Sunday, um, which by the way I did live bet him um, top five um, Sunday morning or whatever it was because I saw how well. Uh, he had struck the ball and didn't putt well um, on Saturday. Putted a lot better on Sunday uh, and still hit the ball pretty well. Made a lot of birdies out there, so he could be kind of a dark horse there to to finish pretty high. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, you could look at we we talk about you know we talk about Cam Davis and I know we've talked about Sebastian Munoz who played well at Colonial. Um, yeah. He's golf. This golf course, though, is like we talked about with like uh, Wells Fargo, uh, where where Rory won. It's gonna bring out the better players to 
to, you know, to win these events. It's, it's not, this isn't your, your typical golf course, a PGA tour course where, like I said, you're going to 23 under par is going to win and you could get a lot of guys that, that are up there who, who no, aren't normally good. This, this is a good test of golf here. So it's going to be hard to find a winner this deep. So if you, if you're going to throw some flyers out here that we, that we mentioned, you know, go real small with these because, you know, them, them winning seems less likely if they were the same odds on, like, let's say a Colonial or Rocket Mortgage Classic or uh, TPC Twin Cities, something like that. Uh, yeah, Rocket Mortgage. Yep, that's for sure. Um, I, 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 I do, I do have one. Um, uh, Kyle Stanley. Um, top. Kyle top. Stanley Love is back. It's back. It's back. It took took a couple. Well, it's been a couple of years. Um, but he's trending. I, I like guys that show progression in the numbers. Um, he's made the cut the last three events. Uh, 26th at the Wells Fargo, gained five shots on approach that week. No shock for him. And then eight shots last week, and he parlayed that into a top 10 at the Schwab. Uh, gained 10 shots tee to green. Lost three shots putting. Um, but I guess that's maybe just a typical Kyle Stanley week, but uh, he nearly won this event in – oh, man, I'd have to look at the results. But that was I, a few years ago. That was quite a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I, th- I want to say – Actually, it was, no, it wasn't that long ago. It was, was the year Bryson won in 2018. He finished – Oh, so up. it wasn't that long ago. But, you yeah. know, that's – So you can't, you can't uh, undervalue – and I, I've talked about this all the time. I talk about, you know, you look at past history on the golf courses. You cannot undervalue how how important that is that these guys feel comfortable. And and me as a as a golfer, not obviously anywhere near what these guys are, but I've played enough tournaments and played enough golf courses in my life that there are just there's simply there's golf courses that I don't feel comfortable on, and there's some that that I feel like I can play blindfolded and, and shoot really well. So. Yeah, I mean that's a that's right. a nice little. He's got some nice numbers there, and that's uh, might be a little little diamond in the rough there that you might have found. Yeah, and you know what I do is I, I just I flip around Stanley, Lucas, Pat Rogers, and then I just kind of see which one's playing well, and then that's that's the name I'm going to go with that's... for the for the week. <laughs> uh, but I haven't mentioned Stanley in quite a while, but um, he the numbers are there, and and you have always mentioned, and there is there's definitely some validity to it. Is it, you know, it's, once a guy plays well, there's you know, a top tens, top fifteens one week, there's a good chance that he's back the next week, even with a stronger field, at least at least playing well and making the cut and maybe making a run at, at another good finish. So um I I, th- I do I do believe in that. Stanley, like I said, three straight cuts made and the numbers keep improving if he could just become a zero putter. Um that's that's all I got. Past that, it's 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 kind of your typical names. There's Jason Duffner sighting down there, two hundred fifty to one. He, I think his last win was here, uh, I believe, twenty seventeen. I believe. Yeah. Um, God, it feels like forever since Duffner's been in in the mix for anything. Yeah, he hasn't been relevant for a while. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to see Harry Higgs at two hundred fifty to one make 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 a play and, and get in contention again. That was a lot of fun a couple weeks ago. He, yeah, he is. I, I I like that guy. I mean, he just he is. Guy's the best. I don't know. He just he's just unbelievable just to look at. Like he is just a <laughs> specimen. Yeah, and he has that kind of attitude. I hope he keeps that. You know, he's gotten a little hot under the collar and everything like that, and kind of been like, whoa, but you know. Just the the no button, the the transition lenses. I mean, this guy is just like that's me, and I'm a, I'm a fan. I, I I'm a I'm a pretty big fan of him. Can you imagine him and Bryson on the same college team? I mean, that, no, they, no. they were they overlapped for at least I think two years. Yeah. Jesus, that would be just you couldn't be more different. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else for Memorial for you at this point before we, we get our picks out later in the week? Uh, other than just, like I said, I, I like we had said that it appears to be this type of golf course usually fits where a, a top player will come out and win. Um, so if you do go down the board a little bit, just be, 
just be cautious. Um, but real good, real good golf course to watch if you if you do like to watch golf. Uh, the the course will be in immaculate shape, and the, the the routing of it's nice. It's very aesthetically pleasing, and and uh, you know should be pretty entertaining to watch here. So hopefully, it'll be a good uh, one. Of, you know, it's one of these stops that you know just a couple weeks before a major that I like to see, and we'll get to see who's uh, who's playing well on a tough golf course. You know, right before uh, the U.S. Open. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is going to be a fun couple of weeks. A huge tournament here, and then obviously the Open coming up. Uh, Johnny, appreciate your insight as always. Thank you. Good to be on again. Check us out on Your Best Bets on Facebook and Instagram this week for picks for the Memorial. Appreciate everyone listening, and we will catch you next time.